Welcome to the Digital Marketing Insights Podcast, brought to you by Brightside Digital. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the show. Today, I have a very special guest. I have Sean O'Hare, who is the head of marketing at the Viva Green Group. Sean, how are you doing? Hi, Tom. How's things? Thanks for having me on. You're very welcome. Sean, let's start off by you telling us a little bit about yourself and your story. Okay. So, yeah, um, I'm from Longford and I've been living in Dublin for about the last five or six years. Um, I finished my master's in digital in 2016 in IT Carlo. Um, and straight after that, basically, I was um, recruited for Fever Green. Um, I had the opportunity to join a very large um, multinational in, in Ireland. But uh, once I got the offer from Fever Green, I, I just jumped at it, basically. Brilliant. Brilliant. And tell me a little bit about your experience at Fever Green to date. Uh, first of all, what you started in and kind of your strengths along the way, what you discovered about yourself digitally. Yeah, perfect. So... When I joined Fever Green, like Fever Green, they, they weren't by, they, by no means a household name, but we're, we're hopefully along that, that wave now. Um, like, so Fever Green, they're a small Irish company and they, they've been over around for over 25 years. Um, and the whole strategy is driven around market trends and regulatory changes. So basically what we do as a business is we look at problem areas and we create eco-friendly solutions to those problems. So I, I was really appealed to the whole ethos of the company, but I actually really wanted to work in at, with a team that I could actually make a difference. So being part of a small team allowed that for me. Um, and when I first came in here, we didn't have any online presence. We didn't have a WooCommerce website. We didn't have our social media channel. So there was a lot of building blocks at the start. Um, so really what I had done was I identified what we needed to do. We set up our WooCommerce website and we built that on WordPress. And then it was really just putting the foundations in, getting our SEO right, building our, um, our social channels, and then really just trying to drive that in the marketplace. Yeah, and I, I can imagine that there's challenges in that. Like, uh, for example... I, I'm aware of some of the brands, um, things like True Echo, uh, which is environmentally, and you, you do a lot of stuff in the gardening sector and yeah. stuff. Is it hard to kind of bring these brands to market without any kind of branded keywords or anything before and kind of almost start afresh with them and, and try and teach consumers that this is a new, a new product, a new industry? To Yeah, so as you can imagine, back in 2016, um, eco really wasn't a buzzword so I had that to deal with as well so people weren't aware of the environment back in 2016 as much as they are now sustainability wasn't a buzzword whereas people bought our products because they were good quality and not essentially because they were eco-friendly now that's reversing people want the, the whole eco, eco credentials but they want to make sure that the, the product's actually going to do what it says and thankfully, we, we've nailed that. So, you know, there, there is a strong market for our products. And thankfully, we can ride that, that sustainability wave that we've been, wait, we've, we've been waiting for for over 25 years. So it's a, it's a perfect time for it. 
Brilliant. Yeah. And uh, in terms of expectations and stuff now, are you looking to expand internationally? Obviously, it's great to see an Irish company um, doing well in Ireland, but is their growth target now to go more international and what ways are you planning to do that digitally and what what touch points are you going to use? Yeah, so there, there's actually a huge market for our products. Um, I'm not sure if you've seen on our website there, but we, we have America's number one biodegradable staple. So it's basically, uh, it's like a temp peg. And what this is used for is um, erosion control and put pinning down sod turf. And we've sold over 80 million of these to date in the United States. And we've we really opened up the market over there. So we export about I'd say two million a year. Um and we're selling we're selling a lot online at the moment. But it was really identifying what people are searching for. How could we how could we get in front of these people? Because they're working on it could be sod farms or in the erosion control industry, but how do we actually put this product in front of them and let them know about it? Because they're currently using metal pegs or metal pins. So it was educating the consumer on this. That's so interesting. So are you using digital as well to kind of identify what people are searching for before they're created? So you're looking within your industry and then do you have like a research and development part in, in the group that kind of tries creating these kind of products? Is that how it works? Yeah, so like like I mentioned, we we really just watch the the regulatory the regulatory trends. So for instance, with um, our Mossoff chemical free product, we've seen the issue of uh, regulations coming into effect around the chemical around chemicals, and we we created Mossoff chemical free, which is the world's first chemical free product for killing moss and algae. So we could see that trend was coming, and we said, well, let's go after that market. We can bring a product to market here that falls outside all of those regulations, and it allows us as marketers to. Uh, tap into a market that there there is no competitors because we are the only product on the market for killing moths and algae in a chemical-free way. That's fantastic. And in terms of driving that traffic to the site, is it is it branded keywords and, and, and developing that kind of area? Or do you do you have like a really good social following or uh Yeah, so it, it's actually a bit of both to be honest. Um one one thing that we were very lucky about was um Dermot Gavin would actually be our brand ambassador. Yeah. So yeah. he's a well-known um, name in the landscape and then uh, the gardening sector. And people would see him as trustworthy, you know. So people didn't know about our product, but as soon as they seen his face, it was nearly an endorsement to say, oh, actually, if he's using it, I can use it. Um, so we actually do a lot of Con- we, we do a lot of content around that, building in our keywords, different blogs, and we could say about 60% of our traffic is organic. Um, but then we'd be very clever of what we do on social through Ads Manager as well. So targeting you know, gardeners, doing lookalike um, audiences off our initial customers, and just growing it like that. That's brilliant. And, and do you find the, when Dermot became a brand ambassador for the business, was that a bit of a game changer from an Irish point of view? And, and are you thinking of doing that more globally, like identifying people in other countries that have a similar kind of profile? Yes. Yeah, definitely. So Dermot would be 
well recognized in the UK and we would the UK and America would actually be our biggest markets um, and not essentially Ireland um, although the products are all made here we would we'd export about 80 percent of what we're we're turning over online um, and it was it's great because it was from a foundation of zero we're now really really pushing the limits now and um, we're shipping all over the world we've last year we shipped to Japan New Zealand um, there'd be a lot of Nordic countries as well so it's great to see that we're getting that reach now where because we've put in a lot of investment into our SEO side of things we are starting to rank and it's just putting in the right channels and the right uh, infrastructure so people can find us yeah can you just give us one example of the SEO um, example you mentioned there um, yeah so basically like I, we're a small team here but we really do identify different partners that we can work with it's like people like yourself and uh, one company we, we would use is uh, Yum Digital down in Carlo and it's, a, it's, a, it's about identifying and coming up with a strategy to, to go after these people looking at your marketing funnel and saying right uh, how, do we, how do we get exposure here in the first place and then once we get the exposure, how do we actually get them to convert? So as you know yourself, um, getting the landing page view at a very inexpensive cost. And then once once they've been onto your site, you know they're interested. It's about converting them then from there. Yeah, so solid remarketing journeys once they've... Exactly, they've yeah. Yeah, really good point. And uh, uh, to talk about your second uh, yourself for a second, yeah. Sean, how about... Uh, your softwares or what you use personally to kind of push on the business and identify different areas what, what are your go-to softwares yeah so well I, I have to say it probably would be Facebook marketplace uh, Facebook and sorry not the marketplace it would be Facebook ads manager and yeah Facebook ads manager there's so much uh, in there it's 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 marketing gold to be honest you know they, there's so much information in there that allows us to go after the people that we want to put our ads in front of um but if be it uh, interest based audiences um you can do your lookalikes you can go after your existing customers whatever you want it's there um so as managers as digital market managers it allows us to have a wealth of information fantastic fantastic so yeah i i ad manager i'm i'm assuming there's a lot of advanced tracking in place on your particular ad manager as well. So you know, particularly certain areas, it's not just kind of last click kind of tracking. Yeah. So there, there would be, it'd be, we, we've got all the, all the, the, the trackers set up in place there that we, we know exactly what people are doing. Um, and it, it just makes it easy for us and makes, it makes us use our budget wisely as well. You know, there's no point in just setting this up and, letting it run you, you really do have to sit back and analyze the data and seeing what's working and doing split tests ab tests on different ads seeing how they perform and really just understanding that data to say well that didn't work but if we tweak this slightly this could really have an impact and just just not not being afraid to to do that brilliant and i'm sure Dermot's is part of your kind of content, your ads that you're putting out there as well. That's he, oh, he's, he, he certainly would be. Yeah. So it's it's that recognition of the the initial of that's Dermot Gavin, 
what's he promoting here? The, the, the reassurance factor for the consumer. Yeah. Yeah. So Dermot is is he's he's a he's a strong factor in in around around our ads. You know, we we definitely use him as an asset. You know, people recognize his face. They are willing to trust a product that he's putting his name over. Um, and it's really a partnership to to show well. Here's here's Dermot Gavin here, but he's he's actually converted over to eco friendly products that we have that you can use in your garden. That you know. In a way, it's there's a nice story behind it. And uh, yourself, Sean, for a second, is there any areas that you're looking at improving yourself, or is there anything that you see in the horizon that you're like, okay, I, I need to know a bit more about this? Yeah, like there's there's so much that I'd love I'd love to upskill in. I, I really do think SEO is an important driver for for every business, and I think it is the foundation to build your whole strategy off. You know, there's there's nothing better when you look at your analytics and you see that organic traffic and you know you haven't paid for it. You know, there, there's that's that is key for me and that's key for any any small business really. You know, we don't I don't want to be paying for clicks if I can I can do it organically. But um one particular area that I'm very interested in is just setting ourselves apart from the competition. You know, there's a lot of companies out there that are greenwashing and saying, making all these claims, but what are they actually really doing? You know, there's big multinational companies, the people that it's literally just greenwashing. How do we set ourselves apart from that? Really well said. And that might lead into my next question, which is the, the digital industry as a whole. Is there anything that really excites you in this arena and and moving from what you just said there well there's there's a lot of areas that excite me and you know i think it's even having having this discussion with yourself and by talking to people in the industry and putting your heads together i think there, there's such a lovely place where you can actually collaborate with others to to get the best results you know i don't have all the answers you don't have all the answers no one has them but by all working together and, and talking to each other and having platforms like this, it it allows us as marketers to, to utilize these these um these softwares out there and different different methods, you know. Completely agree. I I actually with the expansion into VR, I can imagine people putting on headsets and seeing their gardens, because I've seen it for interior design and it's starting to improve that space. I can imagine gardening would be the next venture for a VR headset and God having your products as the recommended products in a build via that gateway where like almost you could link it in for purchase straight away, that kind of stuff. I yeah, exactly. Huge game changes for, for your industry and your business, um, which is, which is very exciting. Yeah. So it's, it's an ever changing landscape, but it's an exciting, exciting journey to be on. Completely agree. And lastly, we always ask Sean on the podcast a little bit about the person behind the role. And yeah. I ask if you could bottle up one personality trait and pass it on to others that you have yourself, what would it be? Oh God, it's a it's an interesting question. Um, and it's actually hard when you look at yourself and say, God, what is my best trait? But I, I'd probably put it down to being a very positive person. Um, and I think that just... It's something that you know. It, I never look negatively on anything. It's it's trying to look at things and say 
there's an opportunity in here or you know if if something's not going right it's it's changing how it's going and uh yeah just see myself as a very positive person and um yeah that that would be probably it what a great answer yeah it's a fantastic answer uh that's it thanks so much for being on this interview sean thank you